1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance and the USA Wealth Group alongside Phil Paleologos. Get your finances in order. Money Wise starts now. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. It is always a pleasure to be alongside Ray Lance and especially today. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, Phil, and welcome also to Peter Lance. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Money Wise. And every week, USA Wealth Group is pleased and proud to bring you Money Wise. And especially today, because today is Father's Day. Today we recognize our fathers here and gone. We celebrate our fathers. If you happen to be a father, we want to encourage you to be a better father. So good morning, Peter. Good morning. Good morning, Phil. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Dad. (laughs) Phil, uh, Peter's part of my progeny. Uh-huh. That's what I call him when I'm in a bad mood. <laughs> Be quiet, you little progeny. <laughs> progeny is offspring, so you're also my offspring, Peter. Okay. So remember that next time you talk to your three children, say, Be quiet, you little offspring. There are many wonderful things about being a father, and then there are very trying times and difficult ones as well. But in in general, it's the best thing that I can be. Is being a dad. Yep, being a dad. My oldest I wanted to bring with me to the studio today, and oh, yeah. he gave me quite a bit of an, a 13-year-old going on 50 attitude, so he is not with us today. Well, we won't talk about him. He's a good kid, actually. Um, <laughs> but uh, Dennis Bank once said, I have a Father's Day every day. So today is Father's Day, and everybody listening is either a father or had a father. Or still has one. So it's an important day. We're going to talk about uh, why. Um, and welcome to Money Wise. We're located at 352 Fonts Corner Road. And by the way, Peter, I want to start out today by announcing that we have some upcoming workshops, not only us, but Lance Law, uh, this coming next week on June 21st, 22nd, and 24th. And it's a wonderful opportunity If you've ever been wondering about how you can protect your family and protect your money, um, what kind of choices do you have if you're concerned about nursing home care and costs? And it's called Intro to Retirement and Estate Planning, Wednesday, June 21st in Fairhaven at the Hampton Inn, uh, afternoon and evening, Thursday, June 22nd at the VFW in Dartmouth on Cross Road. That's in the evening at 630 And then lastly, on Saturday morning, June 24th, 10 o'clock in the morning. And that's at the office of Lance Law, 352 Fonts Corner Road. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't taken the time to do estate planning or if you need more information about protecting your assets, your house from the potential cost of nursing home, or if you want to know more about Social Security and some very important retirement income concepts, you need to go to one of these conferences Give a call to 508-998-8800 and tell them you'd like to make a reservation. We have some clients, believe it or not, who I guess like us so much, but also because they feel like they pick up a little bit more every time they come, they make it to almost every seminar that we do. Well, some people do come to repeat seminars, and that's not a bad thing. We like to see anybody who's interested in attending. Uh, You're always going to learn something. We're going to talk about some top 10 tips for Social Security and top tips for IRA accounts and things of that nature as well. 
And you might even do part of the presenting for the seminar, Pete. Uh, I know I am for at least one of them. Hmm. Because I have a conflict. Uh, do you know when Father's Day first began, Peter? Uh, I, test. I, I do not. Um, Sometime right after Adam and Eve. It was nine months after Father's Night. <laughs> no, that's not the answer. Wait a minute. It, it began around um, 1910. There was a lady... I didn't really say that, did yeah, I? Yeah, 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 yeah she did. Right. <laughs> yes, she did. That was unplanned. <laughs> it was uncalled for, Peter. Well, Father's Day was first recognized by a woman named Mrs. Sonora Smart Dodd. I have to keep a straight face now. Yeah, um, you, the, the problem, ladies and gentlemen, is that I inherited the um, no filter on my mouth <laughs> from my father. No, keep it clean. Keep it clean. Well, in 1909, she was listening to a Mother's Day sermon in church, and she said, why isn't there a Father's Day? And so the first Father's Day was celebrated uh, pretty much because of her on uh, June 19th in 1910. It has an unusual history from there. Um, Woodrow Wilson in 1916, when he was president, he thought it was a good idea of observing an annual Father's Day, but it didn't really get kicked off. And then in 1924, President Calvin Coolidge made Father's Day a national event, but it still wasn't widely recognized until 1966, believe it or not. Now, what I want to know is, do you have any information about whether Mother's Day came before Father's Day? Oh, absolutely. I would hope so. Oh, definitely. Long, long time ago. We fathers get no respect, as Rodney Dangerfield would say. (laughs) But in 1966, President Lyndon B. Johnson issued a presidential proclamation honoring fathers, and he designated the third Sunday in June as Father's Day. But it still wasn't official. That was up to President Richard Nixon six years later. So in 1972, President Richard Nixon signed into law, making the third Sunday in June a permanent national holiday. And I have an interesting fact, and this is very much true. I don't know how uh, – it's, it's probably about a 5- or 10-year-old fact that I just remembered. Uh, so I don't know how it would relate in today's world with cell phones. But do you know when the most calls in the entire United States are? Um, what, what day has the most calls? I do. I do. What? Mother's Day. That's right. <laughs> and do you know that Father's Day has the most collect calls? <laughs> Out of any other day. <laughs> That's true. Isn't that funny? Do they still have collect calls? <laughs> you can still do that. That would be funny. But that says it all, doesn't it? Oh, my God. So fathers typically get no respect. So today we're going to give a little respect for fathers on Father's Day. And uh, Canada, by the way, and Britain celebrate the same day as the U.S. And other countries around the world, it's a little different. So that's the history of Father's Day. It's fairly recent, 1972 takes a long time. On the other hand, women still haven't had the right to vote for 100 years. Uh, it's less than 100 years women have had the right to vote in this country. Hmm. That's pretty significant also. So Father's Day is fairly recent. And um, have you ever heard of the tennis player Maria Sharapova? Mm-hmm. She said, this is a really proud quote, without my dad I wouldn't be here. <laughs> It's a good one. I think she got that right. She learned something, didn't she? Yeah. <laughs> Captain Obvious. All right. Here's, here's one more quote, and then we'll talk about some Father's Day topics. Uh, Pete Rose. 
very well-known, famous baseball player, Cincinnati. My father taught me that the only way you can make good at anything is to practice and then practice some more. So we do learn a lot of things over our lifetime from our fathers, don't we? I have spent countless, and I mean countless, hours in my backyard and at the baseball field with my boys throwing them pop-ups and grounders and everything in between. And uh, I haven't done it in a little while because they don't really need it anymore. They play with uh, each other and they have their own friends that they can play with. But they're pretty good ball players, and it's because I spent countless hours with them when they were younger. And they'll probably do the same, Peter. And their dads. Yep. So good for you. So, Phil, I want to ask you a question. Do you have any particular memories of your father that you might want to share or a story that you might want to share about hmm. your dad? Fathers. Oh, my gosh. I remember once in Charlottesville, Virginia. We were on the Skyline Drive. Beautiful area. It is. And uh, there was a picnic table uh, down at the bottom of one of these small mountains. And we were coming down from the mountain when my dad happened to slip and kind of like, you know, trip over. And I started laughing. And he got so angry at me. He got so, oh, my gosh. And I still remember we made it down in half the time because he was after me. That was one father's memory that I'll never forget. So was he hurt? So it was his dignity that was hurt, wasn't it? <laughs> or mine, because yes. the the backside of my rear was a little bit uh, hurt as well. I'll tell you a similar story about my father, who had spent 20 years in the Marine Corps, and he was uh, chewing out my my sister. He was yelling at my sister for something she had done, and she was sort of in the doorway, and he was outside the door in the hallway, and I happened to be behind the door, and I'm laughing and pointing my finger at my sister because she was getting yelled at. And all of a sudden, he spied me between the crack in the door, and the arm reached around and grabbed my shirt and pulled me around, Whack. and then I got it. <laughs> so we do remember some of those things, sure. don't we? Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll share one other story about my father that I thought was funny, but uh, I don't think I've ever heard such a string of expletive deleteds <laughs> in my life. He was in his full-dress uniform, Marine Corps uniform, you know, with a big round hat. It was the green uniform. Oh, yeah. Class A uniform, they call it. And we're walking down the sidewalk together, and a bird flew over and pooped. Oh, and It gosh. landed right on top of his hat. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I've never heard such a string of swears in my life. <laughs> I, I bet it didn't do you any good to... Say that it's good luck when a bird poops no. on you. No, I, I didn't dare say it's <laughs> good luck. Yeah, it's good luck. To that never helps the situation. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, we all have some interesting memories and some good memories and sometimes oh, yes. some funny memories. I'll, I'll share a couple more later um, about my father when, and a little bit later in life. So one thing we need to remember is um, that every man can be a father but not every man can be a dad. So what we're going to talk about a little bit today is being a dad and what does it mean. We know when Father's Day is. We're going to talk about some things that you can do to uh, help your father. Uh, If your father is older and needs assistance, we're going to talk about some things you can do if you are a dad yourself and you want to do some things to help your children. 
And especially, we're going to talk a little bit today about some people who are perhaps more like Peter's age, younger, with younger children. Because then I think there's a real special obligation to uh, figure out not only how you can teach your children, but how you can protect them. And that's what we talk about all the time at USA Wealth Group. Uh, We talk about we want to show you how to protect your family. That's always first. And then secondly, how you can protect your money. So we're going to talk about some specifics of that and um, remind you that um, you're listening to Ray Lance, and Peter Lance is also here. See, Peter, you're about, what, 30 years younger than I am, I guess, right? I don't feel it, but yeah. Yeah, I don't feel it most of the time. (laughs) And sometimes I have to ask myself the question, is he really that age already? Wow, makes me feel old, doesn't it? The last few years when I'm playing in the yard with the the boys, I'm like, wow, my knees are a little bit more sore than they used to be after an hour of throwing the football around or whatever. Peter and I are having a little contest right now to see who can get their weight down the fastest. And it's sort of day by day. Sometimes I'm a half a pound less than he is, and the next day he's a pound less than I am. But uh, So we still have some competition in our family. I'm up and down and up and down and up and down. And up and down. <laughs> but I will never get over a certain weight that I've set as my absolute max, and I'll, I'll never go over that. You know, we share uh, some other things that are interesting in our history, Pete, and we've talked about it a few times before in the radio. I just want to mention again today that one of the things that you and I share is the fact that we were both in the United States Marine Corps Reserves uh, different times, obviously, uh, 40 years apart, roughly. No, not quite that much. But probably 30 years apart. 62 to 66. And recently we celebrated the fact that the uh, flag at the New Bedford Old Glory Tower um, was flown in honor of my grandfather, Charles Lance, and he was in the Marine Corps in World War I. He fought in France in the trenches. Um, He was gassed and had all that nasty experience. And then my father, who bears my name, or I bear his name, Raymond C. Lance Sr., spent 20 years in the Marines. He was in World War II throughout the Pacific, uh, fighting the Japanese forces, and later he was in Korea, and uh, he was in Korea during 1953. But he spent 20 years in the Marine Corps. He retired from there. He had two jobs his entire life. One job was 20 years in the Marines, and he went in very young, so he got out very young. He He was about 17 when he enlisted. He kind of twisted his parents' arms to sign the documents to allow him to go in. So imagine somebody going into the Marines at age 17 and then just a few years later being in combat. Um, I can't imagine it. Um, So he got out when he was around 38 years old, and then he went to work for a large insurance company in Worcester, and he ran their maintenance department with, you know, probably 40 or 50 employees that he gave orders to every day. Who's good at that? Yeah. So I'm going to share one other important memory that I have of my dad. Um, and it's when he was later in life, he was actually the age that I am right now, and he had cancer. And I watched him waste away and lose weight and so forth. He went through surgery and treatment. And then um, I've told this story before, but I, I kind of like to tell it again, especially for Father's Day Remembrance. If it's what you're, what I think you're going to say, I, I actually think about this often, and it's, it gives me the goosebumps every time I think about it or tell anybody about it. Well, it's, it's part of the respect that I pay to him to tell this story. Um, and it was that, you know, we'd see each other every couple of months. He lived in Sturbridge, 
And the last couple of years, he was getting ill, and I would visit him, and every time I would leave, I would say, Semper Fi, Dad, I love you. And he would say, Semper Fi, I love you. And we'd give each other a hug and shake hands and that kind of stuff. And that's how we parted company. And then I saw him last uh, probably about a, a four or five days before he died, I guess. And he was in his bed. Uh, he had hospice care uh, taken care of. And, and he was sort of in and out of consciousness. And I said, when I left, I grabbed his hand and I said, Semper Fi, Dad, I love you. And he said, Semper Fi, son of a bitch. <laughs> no, those were his really? last words to me. <laughs> And I treasure that. He was oh like, my I'm still fighting. I'm still fighting. Yes. You know? so, yes. Um, so those are memories. Uh, he was not there uh, for a long, lots of periods of time because he was away fighting. He actually didn't see me until I was a couple of years old. He was home. Uh, my mother got pregnant, and then he was off in combat. So he didn't see me until I was about two. Wow. Uh, imagine yeah. that. Then he was away again a couple of other times in Korea when I was probably about Nathan's age. So I was 15 years of age, and he was away in Korea. And um, so in any event, um, you know, he wasn't always there. When he was there, he was sort of a stern model. But we, we do learn things sometimes that we don't think we learn. You know, we learn discipline. We learn pride. We learn that you need to copy your father sometimes, so you do what he did, and you go and join the Marine Corps, <laughs> you know, the things like that. Well, I'm not sure um, exactly why, but you did not tell me that you were in the Marines or uh, that Grandpa was. I happened to discover a picture of you when I was about 18 years old, uh, and it was a, a picture that was hidden. It wasn't framed. It wasn't out for anyone to see of you in your dress blues. And I said, oh, my gosh, you were in the Marine Corps? Hmm. And you said, yeah, I sort of wanted you to make your own decision as to whether you were, wanted to join the military or not. Never mentioned it until then. Wow. That's interesting, too. And when I uh, joined the Marines, by the way, um, when I went down to the recruiting office, my father went with me. And so we sort of did it together. And... I don't know if you know this, Pete, because uh, Peter was uh, very instrumental in helping to form the uh, Marine Corps League of Greater New Bedford, yes. which is a very viable organization today. And he did the initial paperwork to get them reconstituted and so forth. Um, on one of the prior events, and I sort of ran that program for a couple of years as well, one of the prior events when my dad was still alive, he actually came to one of those uh, Marine Corps events. And... Um, course, he probably looked around at everybody with a critical eye knowing him. But, uh, you know, I was pleased that he was there, and he was there for the cake cutting and so forth. Mm. So I'm going to conclude this little section because I don't want to go on too long on this. I want to talk about some specific things that we can do to help our families. But I have to give you one Marine Corps quotation, Pete, because, <coughs> pardon me, I would be remiss if I did not. This is from... General James Amos, he was the 35th Commandant of the Marine Corps. A Marine is a Marine. I set that policy two weeks ago. There is no such thing as a former Marine. You're a Marine, just in a different uniform, and you're in a different phase of your life. But you'll always be a Marine because you went to Paris Island, San Diego, or the hills of Quantico. There is no such thing as a former Marine. Good quotation, huh? Yep. 
And I remember, and, and I know you want to move on from, you know, talking about the Marines and about Grandpa and everything else, but I remember he used to uh, do white glove inspections, you told me. He would literally put a white glove on and, and make sure that you had everything cleaned very well inside of the home. <laughs> well, you had to, and you had to when you when you left military housing, and we lived in military housing a few times, you had to really clean the place when you left. And they literally came in with white gloves, and they would go across the top of the doors and inside your oven and everything else. And, boy, the place had to be spotless. So some of the things you do learn and some of the things I learned from my father were uh, loyalty and pride and discipline and cleanliness and all those kinds of things. And probably most importantly, self-respect, because you do learn that, I think, in the military service. And I think one of the biggest things about being a father is trying to learn from your father and take all the good qualities that uh, he has or had and and make that into your own. And if there are any bad qualities, you know, try to avoid those. And I, I mean... I constantly think about how you are and were as a father and and think about the things that I need to do better. Um, and, and I think that's a, a, a very big thing that a lot of dads do is they look to their father to how they want to be or how they don't want to be. Um, you know, you hear about some people who were abused as uh, a child and were, you know, hit a lot. And so they're the exact opposite. They're very loving and caring towards their children. Um, but then there's some who don't ever get out of that mold and they end up becoming the same person as their father. So being a father is a very big thing and you have to, uh, you have to, it's a lot of responsibility. It is. So, um, we're going to say this several times during the show, but if you happen to be a father, happy Father's Day. It's an important day. And we're going to talk about some things that if you're not a father, you had a father, you can do to remember your father or give thanks to your father. Um, A gentleman named Frank Clark once said, a father is a man who expects his son to be as good a man as he meant to be. Right? We all expect more for our children than we do for ourselves sometimes. So I want to remind everybody very quickly that we are doing um, complimentary workshops on uh, June 21st, June 22nd, and June 24th. That's Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday coming up. Uh, the first one's going to be at the Hampton Inn in Fairhaven on Wednesday afternoon and evening. On Thursday, we're going to be at the VFW in Dartmouth on Cross Road. And then finally on Saturday, June 24th, at the offices of Lance Law on 352 Fonts Corner Road. We're going to talk about uh, the participants are going to talk about wills versus trust, how to avoid probate, how to protect your children and your beneficiaries, long-term care planning, how to qualify for Medicaid if you're concerned about protecting your house from the cost of a nursing home. Then the second part, we're going to talk about protecting your family with sound financial decisions, some risk-free money things you can do for retirement, how to handle IRA and retirement account rollovers, and other important social security and uh, retirement strategy. If you would like to attend, strongly recommend you call for a reservation, 508-998-8800. So without trying to sound like a salesman, that's a very good uh, tip to give to you if you're a father out there. How to protect your family, how to protect your children, how to leave them you know, with a, a legacy for you. Let me ask you a question, Pete. Do you have life insurance on your life? Yes. Okay. And 
I guess we can tell people how much life insurance you have on your life. Can't we do that? Do you want to do that? On this I don't radio? think that that's appropriate. My okay. my wife doesn't need to know. No, she knows. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's... Does uh, your wife have life insurance on her life? She does. And I think anyone with especially young children should absolutely have life insurance because if something, God forbid, happened to you, whether an accident or uh, you know cancer, God forbid, or anything. How do you take care of your kids? How are your children going to continue on and and you know live the same lifestyle that they're living and go to college if they're going to go to college? We're going to come right back after a short break and talk about some real specifics of life insurance and why is that important in terms of protecting your family. I want to leave you with a quick Wade, Bo- Wade, Boggs, Wade Boggs quotation, uh, also a famous baseball player. Anyone can be a father, but it takes someone special to be a dad. And that's why I call you dad, because you are so special to me. You taught me the game, and you taught me how to play it right. Wade Boggs. Stay tuned. We'll be right back to celebrate Father's Day. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Money Wise, brought to you every Sunday morning by USA Wealth Group. If you're a father listening to the show, happy Father's Day. If you are a person who has a father living, do something special for your dad on Father's Day. And we're going to talk about some specifics. So here's some things that you can do if your dad is gone. If your father is deceased, you can visit his graveside. You can say a prayer. You can smile and tell a story about him, which is some of the stuff that we were doing earlier, right. Phil. Because we all have memories of... Good times as well as bad times with our father. But do something to remember him. You know, recently on um, right after Memorial Day, uh, Tenny and I went and visited all the family graves up in central Massachusetts. Always visit uh, my dad's grave. um, And he has a marker that basically says that he was in the Marine Corps and what his rank was and everything else. And we cleaned the gravestones, and then we put flowers down, And then the last thing I do is stand up and give him a salute Mm -hmm. and tell him I love him, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, very beautiful. Don't think he can hear, but I just – it's something that I choose to do. This particular time, um, my daughter was there as well as – and her five-year-old son, who's my grandson. So I taught Robbie how to give a salute. And I didn't know, but she took a picture behind us with my giving a salute at my father's grave. And Robbie's down beside me, little five-year-old also. Oh, how beautiful. In hand salute formation. So it was really cute. Yeah. So we did that for about another three graves, all of whom just happened to have been family members who had been in the military. Mm -hmm. Um, He didn't quite grasp the concept because every other civilian grave we visited after that, he gave a hand salute. (laughs) (laughs) But we do need to say something. Remember something if your dad is not here. And it shows you the impression you've had on him, on Peter. You know, dads uh, give impressions that last a lifetime. Absolutely. And you ended the uh, first half of the show with a quote from Wade Boggs and about how to play the game right and everything else. And it got me thinking that, and I never thought about this before, uh, surprisingly, go to a youth sports event and you will see the entire spectrum of dads the great dads to the dads that oh my gosh (laughs) they should have stayed home (laughs) almost the entire spectrum at least because there are some dads who aren't even there because they're not in their child's life but i mean there are some wonderful dads that are um you know there and then there are some that you 
feel bad for the child. <laughs> you know, the sad part is there are so many dads who are not part of their kids' lives today. Right. That's the saddest part. And some because they think that they're doing the right thing because they're working all the time and trying to make you know a ton of money for the family. Uh, but then there's some that just aren't there at all, which I've right. never understood. Me neither. So there's some things you can do about that, actually. You can go down and investigate the New Bedford Big Brother program, Big Brother Big Sister program. And uh, if you've got some time, you can volunteer to be an adult mentor for somebody who maybe doesn't have a dad in their lives. But it is important. Um, what can you do to remember and pay some respect to your father, your dad, if he is here? Well, number one thing is you can visit him. And you can visit him at other times, but you can also visit him, obviously, on Father's Day. Or perhaps invite him to dinner or send him a card, uh, do something to recognize, pick up the phone and make a call. And even if you're not a person who is normally emotionally outgoing, tell your father you love him. You know, those are always good words to hear. And um, most importantly, I think it's really important to remind your father of something dumb that he did, and then you can laugh about it with him, right? That's I mean, always good. <laughs> we've all done dumb things in our lives, <laughs> haven't we? <laughs> Have you done any dumb things in your life, Pete? Um, I'm writing a book, and it's already larger than uh, War and Peace. <laughs> we should title it, Remember the Time. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to give you a quotation from um, Robert Frost, who said, A bank is a place where they lend you an umbrella in fair weather and ask for it back again when it begins to rain. Mm-hmm. Um the reason I mention that is because I went on a vacation trip once with my daughter. I told you I'd mention my daughter, give her a daughter story. And she came out of a little store and asked if she could borrow some money. So she took the money, went back in the store, and came out with a T-shirt she bought for me. And the T-shirt said on it, I bank at the bank of dad. <laughs> So she borrowed money from me to go buy a gift for me that said, I bank at the bank of dad. And Did she's you... still doing it. <laughs> I remember well, that shirt. Was the shirt yeah. for you or for her? No, no, it was for me. But <laughs> and did you wear it? I did. <laughs> Don't have it any longer. Uh, can I give you a quote from a Greek philosopher? Oh, another Greek philosopher. His name begins with A, Aristotle. <laughs> Those who educate children well are more to be honored than parents, for these only gave life, those the art of living well. So it is important to educate children, and we talk about that a lot. And um, I want to tell you some things that you can do today, um, gentlemen, if you're listening, and you happen to be a dad. There's some very important things that you need to do if you are a dad. And the number one thing, I think, is protect your family and we see so much tragedy and horror on the news today you know those are things we can't always control but there are things you can control you can take them to a doctor if they're sick you can make sure that they're educated you can teach them something well you're just reminding me of something that's going on personally right now with myself and and my children being a dad, you want to have a good relationship with your kids. You want them to be 
um, you know, friends with you and open up to you and be able to tell you things. And so I always tell my children, you can tell me anything and I'm not going to judge you or be mad at you. I just, I want to be involved. I want to know what's happening. And uh, my wife and I both really tried to do that and not be judgmental. And hopefully they'll open up to us and talk to us. Actually, my oldest at one point uh, last fall said that, uh, he knew some kids that were going off into the woods and, and possibly trying cigarettes and other things. And it was a big thing that he told us that. And we talked to him again about the dangers of smoking and about drugs and everything else. But what's going on recently is um, he is all of a sudden my oldest going off and riding his bicycle after school every day. And do you know that he is one of only two kids that he rides with that wears a helmet? Oh, wow. And... I absolutely enforce it, and I tell him if I ever drive around and I see you without that helmet on, and not only that, but strapped tight underneath your chin, because I see kids riding their bikes, the straps are dangling, and that's absolutely useless. If you get tossed from that bike, the helmet's going to come off, and there's no point in having the helmet. And he gets so mad at me for forcing him to wear that helmet, but he does it, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Mm -hmm. So you have to do things to protect your kids. You want to protect them from physical harm. You want to protect them from strangers, all those kinds of things. We're going to talk a little bit more about protecting your family financially as well and how critically important that is. Um, You've seen situations recently, Peter, where um, somebody in the fire department uh, died very early, unexpectedly, and probably didn't have enough insurance. We're not going to talk about the specifics of it, but... When you see families that have to go out and have fundraisers because a member of the law enforcement, a member of the fire department, died and they hadn't done enough to take care of protecting their family, that's just really a shame. And it's it's really easy. Um, term life insurance, as an example, is really inexpensive. If you're younger and you're insurable, it is so inexpensive. You can get insurance for $50 a month, and I'm talking about really large amounts, you know, seven fifty, a $1 million of life insurance. Um, well, that's a huge part of being a dad is protecting your family. Sure it is. And part of that is protecting them financially with life insurance um, and also your own health. Uh, this is something that I've never discussed on the air, but I am a former smoker. And one day I was getting my kids on the bus, and I'm holding my daughter in my arms, and I looked down and saw the pack of cigarettes in my pocket, and I said, what in the hell am I doing? And I quit right then and there. And it's a hard thing to do, but I wanted to be there when my children are getting married and having kids of their own and everything else. I want to be there a very long time. Good move, yeah. I have to share a small personal story I think is important, but it has a point also. This is a quotation from William Shakespeare, and he said, When a father gives to his son both laugh. When a son gives to his father, both cry. Mm. So I had an, an event that occurred on Father's Day, and I'm not sure how long ago it was. It's probably, I don't know, eight or ten years ago anyway. And we're having a Father's Day dinner at my house, and Peter was there, and my daughter was there. And there were a few presents, and I opened up a present that Peter had given me. And um, it's, it's actually hard to talk about a little bit right now. It was a collection of photographs of my grandfather, my father, me, and Peter, all in our Marine Corps uniforms. Oh, beautiful. And it was all framed. It was nicely framed, and it said Semper Fidelis. And he had taken the Marine Corps emblem from his dress blues hat, the big gold one, the Eagle Globe and Anchor, 
and had that incorporated into the frame. Um, so I opened it and I looked at it and I was so choked up I couldn't say a word. I didn't say thank you. It took me several days before I could even tell them thank you. Mm-hmm. That's what an impact. So when you walk in my office now uh, on Fonts Corner Road, you look straight ahead. That's the first thing you see hanging on the wall. It's just she's that framed uh, thing. Right. And that meant a lot to me sure. then and still means a lot to me now. More than a tie or a shirt or anything you could buy. You put a lot sure. of thought into it. And it was about 20 years ago. <laughs> was it that long? Gosh, time flies when you're having a good time. <laughs> it was probably, well, it was probably a couple of years into my Marine Corps uh, time, which was like 98. And I, I went in in 96. So yeah, it was a long time ago. Because uh, uh, Judy Norton was the one that wrote the names underneath each. Um, I didn't and that know was that. when they still had the, the Norton Gallery and were uh, living up here and everything. Hmm. Well, you need to do something uh, if you are a father. And uh, the uh, German philosopher Friedrich Nietzsche once wrote, when one has not had a good father, one must create one. So regardless of your own upbringing, there's things that you need to do. I think it's real important to teach your kids things, and here's some things that I think are important to teach. Respect. We don't have enough of that in the world today. Manners. We don't have enough of that in the world today. Uh, The importance of reading. So when my daughter Catherine and Peter were young, we would always go to a bookstore on a weekend. We would always let them pick out a book. We would read to them. They would pick out books that they would read to themselves later. Um, I can tell you to this day that Catherine, my daughter, is a very active, avid reader. She reads books constantly. And How about you, Pete? Do you like to read? Always. I'm surprised you don't say the same about me. I wanted to hear from you. I always have a book, usually three or four that I'm reading at the same time. (laughs) So I'll tell you about an interesting book I just picked up recently. I was on a vacation trip, um, and I happened to be in Prague. And I picked up a book called uh, A Letter to My Father, and it's a 90-page book um, by Franz Kafka. Oh, yeah, of course. Well-known artist, writer, Mm -hmm. and so forth. Um, And um, I've just barely started to read that. Um, So the importance of reading is important, the importance of education. And then I think one of the most important things you can do is listen. Just take time to be present with your children and listen to them. There's also some traditions that you can, you know, create and and start with your kids, and it's never too late to start a tradition that you can do monthly, annually, whatever you want to do. Um, some of my absolute fondest memories with you, Dad, as a kid, uh, in the fall we used to go and rake huge piles of leaves at Buttonwood Park and jump into them. There was also almost always a huge, whatever, like 80-pound bag of um corn meal, corn mash in the trunk of your car and we used to go and feed the ducks all the time when they oh, yeah. actually allowed it. Um, <laughs> Cheap things to do and expensive things you can do with your kids. And almost every Saturday you would take me to, it's no longer there, There's there was a magazine store downtown that was actually more than anything, it was a peanut shop that always had fresh sure. roasted peanuts and cashew and it smelled so good and I'd go there <laughs> with you and pick out some cashews and, uh, and a magazine almost every Saturday. So not everything is rosy, obviously, when you have children, is it? There's good times and there's bad times. 
the uh, Duke of Windsor once said, the thing that impresses me most about America is the way the parents obey their children. Mm. And isn't that true? <laughs> Sometimes we do too much for our children. But let's talk really quickly about some specific things that every man listening can do to protect your family and protect your children. I mean, ladies can do this as well. Women can do this also. Number one, get some burial insurance. Who's going to bury you if you're not here? How are they going to pay for it? Is it going to have to come out of family savings? It's fairly inexpensive to get burial insurance. It's something that we can help you with. Next, do a will or a trust to get your estate plan done. Gosh, if you haven't done something to create the basics of estate planning, um, your family is not going to be protected. They're going to end up going through probate. They're going to spend a lot of money. So make sure your estate plan is in order. Buy some life insurance. It's cheap. Uh, Peter does that. I do that. Uh, we make very little money on term insurance, and yet we're always happy to do it. Um, I've helped more people with inexpensive term insurance when something unexpected has happened. And that's a wonderful thing to do if you have younger children who have not gone to college yet, if they are going to go, or at least get them into a, a, a period of their lives where they're going to be self-sufficient and earning their own money. Uh, so if you have young children, I, I mean, my, my life insurance is not a whole life policy. It's a 20-year policy to make sure that uh, my daughter is at least 24 years old by the time that policy runs out and hopefully doesn't pay out because <laughs> that means I'm gone. Um, but it protects them. And uh, since you have mentioned it twice, I'll mention it for the, the third and final time that if you want to learn about any of this stuff with um, zero obligation, zero pressure, we don't do any of that. Uh, the workshops that are coming up are Wednesday, June 21st at the Hampton Inn at 230 in the afternoon and uh, also at 6.30. Uh, the VFW uh, on uh, Crossroad in Dartmouth near the Walmart, that's Thursday, June 22nd at 6.30. And then Saturday, June 24th at our office on Fonts Corner Road at 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, to make a reservation, you can call 508-998-8800. So I'll, I'll tell you one other thing that being a dad means that you have to put together a lot of kids' toys. <laughs> I think that's the worst part of parenthood. And I think general. about you a lot whenever it's Christmas time or one of the kids' birthdays and somebody, you know, gives this big gift that has a hundred parts to put together and stickers to put on it. And I think, my dad had to do all this for, for me and my sister. <laughs> do, you the, do you remember the G.I. Joe aircraft carrier? I certainly do. That oh must have had gosh, like 300 it pieces. It like a whole day to put the stupid thing together. <laughs> And then not only that, when he when he got too old to use it, it got stored up in the attic. And then when he moved out of the house and went someplace else, it was still in the attic. And then we moved the house, and it gave me great pleasure to pick up the aircraft carrier and deliver it to his house. <laughs> and it's now sitting in my basement because one day I still plan on putting it together and doing something with it. But Well, I do uh, want to remind folks today also that the Fairhaven Father's Day Road Race, which is an annual tradition, uh, is today, 9 o'clock. Uh, it starts uh, at the Hastings Middle School in Fairhaven. It's, uh, it's both 5 kilometers and 10 kilometers. Uh, if you haven't already registered, um, you won't be able to register. There's no race day entry, apparently. But um, that's a fun thing to see and to support really? and to watch. Oh, so yeah. Maybe you'll have some time to do that. A couple that. of thousand runners are lining up. Is it that many? Wow, yeah. that's That's considerable. Well, we hope that you can uh, find some time to come to one of the seminars. It's something that you can do. 
to help your family. Um, leave a legacy to your family. It's easier than you think. Most people say, I want to protect my house. I want to make sure I don't lose it to a nursing home. If you come to one of the workshops, you might learn some ideas about how you can accomplish that. But you can go beyond that. You can inexpensively leave a legacy sometimes, and there's ways to do that. We're happy to show that to you. Um, so I want to basically talk about a couple of other quick things that we can do financially. Uh, we've got a long, long roadmap of how we can do that, and we're happy to provide you any of the free reports that we have, including the Baby Boomer's Guide to IRA Planning, the Baby Boomer's Guide to Social Security, the Savvy Parent's Guide to Cutting College Costs. Most people want education for their kids, right? Yeah, absolutely. Whether it's, I mean, you've said since I was a little kid, always learn, always learn, always learn. Uh, and you've said, I don't care if you want to, uh, you know, do welding, you know, go out there and learn how to be the best welder you can be. I don't care if you want to uh, be a doctor, go out there and be the best doctor you can be. Always learn and always educate yourself. And uh, you certainly uh, have led by example because you're always going and taking um courses and learning how to do the piano, trying to learn new languages and always taking courses and learning, learning, learning. I don't do the piano anymore. (laughs) (laughs) But in any event, uh, personal tips for any father, any dad, any young dad especially, start saving early, budget, 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 spend less than you earn, you know, live below your means and then you can help your kids better if you do that. And uh, don't spend money you don't have, pay your bills on time. Save money for a rainy day. There's so many wonderful things you can do to help your family. And um, my, my most important uh, tip is still to teach your kids respect and to do something to be with them. If your kids learn manners and respect, then those are lessons they're going to have with them all their life. How about some other financial tips, Pete? Well, a big one is to limit your use of credit cards you know usually it's in your best interest to have a credit card um, that is really only for emergency purposes only uh, try to try to limit your credit card debt we have such a problem in this country with credit card debt um, and and it really is one of the worst things that you can do for your financial future and uh, I want to give you another Greek quotation this comes from a uh, writer of Greek tragedy Aeschylus. You must have heard that name before. Many times. He lived on 525 B.C. He was born. So he was really old. Honor thy father and thy mother stands written among the three laws of most revered righteousness. So you see, even 500 years B.C., uh, even then Greek philosophers were writing about the importance of honoring even your father and your mother. before Moses. And uh, a French proverb is, a father is a banker provided by nature. That goes to the story that I told about my daughter borrowing money to buy me a shirt. Um, So do something today. Um, We're not going to give you biblical quotations. We've got some of those as well. 
Um, my oldest always talks about wanting to have more of an allowance. We give him a little bit of money here and there if he's going to go and hang out with friends. And other than that, we make him work for the money. You know, right. he's cutting the grass now or doing some weeding, and I'll pay him to do that kind of stuff. And he's, he'll say once in a while, well, so-and-so gets $10 every time he leaves the house. And I'm saying, well, so-and-so isn't you. <laughs> and we pay, you know, $80 a month for your cell phone bill that is a pretty a pretty uh, big expense every month that, you know, you didn't have to pay when I was a kid, for example. And we say, that's your allowance. You get an $80 a month cell phone bill. <laughs> well, it's not only that, but he's really learning. He's really getting paid twice, if you think about it. If you're paying him to cut the grass, which is appropriate... And then he has to work to earn the money. He's also learning the lesson of earning money. Mm-hmm. I want to leave you with one final quotation. It's one of my favorites from Mark Twain. See if this resonates with you, Peter. When I was a boy of 14, my father was so ignorant I could hardly stand to have the old man around. But when I got to be 21, I was astonished at how much the old man had learned in seven years. And then I'll, I'll leave you with two quick quotes before we sign off for the day, for the week. Uh, this first one I like, but the second one I've, I've liked for a long time. Uh, small boy's definition of Father's Day. It's just like Mother's Day, only you don't spend so much. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? And I think that's true. My wife was very spoiled on Mother's Day, deservedly so. But this one is a, is a great one. A father is a guy who has snapshots in his wallet where his money used to be. Yep. I can attest to that. Phil can attest to that. Uh, take some time to uh, register for one of our seminars and workshops, ladies and gentlemen. Um, June 21, June 22, June 24. Call the office at 508-998-8800 and make a reservation. So our goal is to help you protect your family and protect your money. This is what you need to do for your family, gentlemen, listening today. We're here to help you. So we want you to stay safe and protect your family. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a faithful guest every Sunday morning. We're so pleased to be able to help you and give you some good ideas. And happy Father's Day, gentlemen. Mm-hmm.